All right, welcome back to the With Joey B podcast, continuing with Naval's How to Get Rich and unpacking it and applying it to you. Question today for you, Luke. Uh, don't worry, actually, not just directly for you, but why, does, why doesn't anyone ask Warren Buffett how hard he works? Or actually, maybe they do, but why is it actually unimportant? I'm going to come back to Warren Buffett. Or, okay, to start with, the obvious thing about Warren Buffett, if anyone doesn't know who he is, he's one of the most famous investors of all time. He also has profound wisdom across life, I'd say, him and his right-hand man, Charlie Munger, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, CEO, um, yeah, value investing, kind of hall of famer, et cetera, et cetera. Lots of YouTube clips, lots of wisdom. And the thing about Warren Buffett is it doesn't really matter because he manages basically investments and, and buys companies and everything like that. It doesn't really matter how hard he works. Naval points out that no one asks him what time he wakes up or is demanding that he be in the office at a certain time. Warren Buffett can just do what he does without really much need for external accountability or to stamp timesheets. The question is why and how far away is he from someone who might be listening to this? So I'm gonna talk about two concepts quite succinctly here. I'm gonna try. They're both very, very big concepts. The first, of course, is leverage. Leverage is, um, you know, I think it's famously talked about, I think it was Archimedes or something, um, who said, you know, give me the right lever at the right spot and I can move the whole world. You know, it's the idea of putting a small action in one place and making something much bigger happen somewhere else. And leverage can often be a dirty word. It's associated with debt um, in a lot of like the, the finance world. But the con- I'm talking more broadly about the concept of leverage and how you apply it. Because Warren Buffett is able to create huge leverage, of course, um, by investing, right? He can create wealth or financial wealth, at least for other people, they can reward him for his judgment, and he actually just relies on his judgment to make a <laughs> a, a living, <laughs> let's call it a living, with a lot of leftovers. <laughs> so, you know, what is this concept of leverage? We'll unpack some very specific examples, because I, it's something I encourage you to take advantage of for the for sake of your own financial well-being, but also the impact you can have, <clears throat> pardon me, on other people. So Naval has a few examples for us. Capital is one form of leverage, right? Existing, you know, unencumbered money. And capital is used by bankers to create leverage, right? So they can lend it out. They don't really have to go run around and do anything for you. They just have money. They can lend it out to you at an interest rate. And then they, they profit on the top of that, right? CEOs, Naval says, are mainly financial roles, allocating capital. Society doesn't like this form of leverage because it feels like this invisible thing that can be passed across generations, right? Someone with a, a, a rich family can just inherit leverage by having capital, right? I have probably been a very lucky beneficiary of that, um, not going to lie. Um, so the question is how you want to use leverage, of course. Now, it's, you don't need to just be part of some rich dynasty now, though, because as Naval says, product and media are the new leverage, all right, capital is old world leverage. That's the way you really get, you can have a much bigger impact with small number of actions, small sized actions uh, in, the, in the pre-internet, let's say, era. Now you've got product and media. By product, he means that, you know, you can code. If you can code, you can, or create a digital um, product, basically. You can create leverage. You can create something that people use everywhere, right? People share notion. 
right? I I don't know if I introduce you to Notion, Luke, mm. but you know, we introduce people to Notion, right? Someone, Ivan, and I can't remember the other guy's name, made Notion, right? It's a company spread all over the world. Um, you know, products that can be spread without even paid advertising. And they got high, like word of mouth and shareability and media, right? As Naval points out with his podcast, the same for this podcast we're on with Joe Weeby. It doesn't cost me, there's no like, uh, what is it? Marginal costs. Like if someone, if 10 other people start listening to this podcast tomorrow, there's no other cost of production, mm. right? Whereas if we're making mobile phones, we have to pay for the next mobile phones to be produced. But yes, cost of production with scale go down, of course, right? If you're building a million phones, you get a better deal from the manufacturer as a per unit cost compared to you know, if you're making 10 phones. But the coding and the media, right? Podcasts, writing, YouTube, uh, they, they can just keep spreading, right? And YouTube videos can just get... You shared me a YouTube video this morning, Luke, Lex Friedman, that was a year old, Right. I've shared YouTube videos with people that are like 10 years old. They can just keep accruing um, and spreading impact mm. and awareness of you and your message for years, years, years on end. It's, it's uncapped. So, you know, what Warren Buffett made money through capital, right? He wasn't really a influencer <laughs> or he, and he couldn't code. Joe Rogan has leverage through media, right? He's an example. And then people in Silicon Valley um, often use are using code or leveraging coding or other people's coding ability and he points out that startups combine all three that's why startups are where you can have the most leverage because you leverage investors money and capital and you use that to you know hire talent and fund marketing and production um, you've got technology right people who can code often or create dig um, technological products and then media you can leverage podcasts and stuff to get things out there right so constant student low operating costs as a as a model and then podcasts like this or other my other writing and stuff can direct people towards it so it's an example around almost that power of startups putting that in more and more people's hands so i'm going pretty fast here i apologize but yeah it's it's a dense topic the other important thing about these new forms is that they are permissionless Luke, whose permission did you ask to set up your podcast with Dom? Mm, except for yours, no one else's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember a direct ask. So the, the beauty of this stuff, you don't have to wait for someone to invite you. You don't have to get approval from a television network to get a scalable media distribution or a journalist to put you in a paper. You can go create this and have a much more democratic access to the tools to spread it. And that's powerful. Uh, um, Naval's kind of makes a good point. They're already army of robots in society. They're just hidden in data centers. Mm. Like there are so many bloody robots. We're leveraging them right now. We're using a tool to record this and then I'll use more tools to spread it and we don't see all the work going on. There's actually already an army of robots working for us. So that's the powerful part around leverage and he's got examples about you know how you can if you were a real estate laborer versus someone who understood tech and real estate how you can just multiply your leverage and the impact you can have and the financial component so that's all that'll all be in the blog post where we go in a bit deeper now the second part of this is judgment now, i just want to make sure this is clear in an age of infinite leverage again the podcast can go anywhere 
right? Uh, something you code and build or use no code to build can go anywhere in theory. So what matters is now more than ever, your judgment. Investors all make their um, progress and deliver returns through judgment. They pick uh, stocks, they pick companies to invest in, they pick, I don't know, pockets of cryptocurrency to invest in. It's actually about judgment. And people who pay, uh, say, investors or fund managers to get them returns, essentially paying them for their judgment. Now, while, while everyone listening to this might not be a fund manager, you, you can, there are like lower barrier to entry, smaller, uh, easier to access ways of using your judgment to, to a larger extent to do the work for you. Right, I, I, you know, I guess I do it in a multi, in a variety of ways. Right, yes, I do. Um, I've got some manual component to working on the podcast and constant student and anything else, but a lot of what goes into it is judgment. Right, like deciding what to do, understanding, you know, what's what's needed. Right, under um, providing, I guess, you know, insight, you know, leveraging the experiences. You know, people like you, people like I have, other people who are podcasters and things like that. And using that that judgment to provide insight, you know, for people. Now, the powerful thing, and we'll talk, tomorrow's episode will be about uh, why, I think, what have we got? Yeah, yeah. Why don't investors read investing books? Um, We'll go into this a bit more. And again, we'll talk about Warren Buffett. But can't underestimate that the most leveraged thing you can do is make money through your judgment. Because an investor, if I invest in a company, Luke, I don't have to be the CEO. I don't have to manage the staff. I don't have to deal with the people. I don't have to work directly on the product market fit. You know, I don't have to work with any of the really key challenges. But if I place my judgment in the right team or the right product or combination of these things, then you can make... Uh, you can do very, very well, and you can also support great work happening in the world in companies you believe in. And it all actually rests on, you know, obviously some portion of capital and some portion of judgment. The interesting thing is, I think the barriers to entry to investing in companies obviously getting lower and lower with some of the breakthroughs we're having having now. My brother Oscar on his podcast, which launches soon, will be going into that, The Weatherman. Um, more specifically, we don't have time here. Um, but yeah, so I think my takeaways were, then keen to hear yours, Luke, leverage is not bad. Remember Archimedes, it's just about doing more with less. We live in an age of seemingly infinite leverage, so your judgment will become more and more important, right? How can you help people by mostly using your judgment? How can you help people most effectively? right? Podcast is a bit more reach than me talking to people one-on-one with anything I've learned. And I don't know, things for me personally, things like online communities, the no-code movement, um, crypto and blockchain and Web3 kind of concepts are just some of the many compounding forms of leverage to come. So that is a bit of a mouthful. This might be, we might give an extra (laughs) minute or two here. Luke, I threw a lot there. Does that all stick and make yeah. sense or are there things that you'd like yeah, that to makes sense. clarify? I would say if I was to sort of say how I was thinking about it is essentially a lot when you look at investing early on and you, you sort of go out and you look at information, you hear a lot about, you know, don't trade your time for money like we've talked about and also, you know, investing money 
to or make your money work for you. But this is a yeah, make this is a much broader you. way to look at investing in a sense. You have, you have even better yes. yes, correct. You have even better options of doing this now than making your money. Yeah, like you talk a lot about this in the sense of investing is your say when you make a YouTube video like we've discussed is you're investing in that platform which will then kick back over time and can compound, which is a different way of just looking at financial, directly financial um, financial instruments, for example. Yes, exactly. I've always looked at this concept of investing in myself as well the, uh, and, and using that leverage because, say, the podcast has some operating costs, mm-hmm. right? We are talking about this before the call. Uh, the, you know, running the community, right? Any prior business projects and stuff like that, they do have, like, costs involved. But I always think... I'd actually rather be investing back into that than things like property because they also magnify other real-world opportunities. Mm. All right? Communities are an ultimate form of leverage. Communities are not in a dirty way. I mean, there's more power to do more and more great things. With a community, we've already used a small community at The Constant Student to help people launch a project Mm. or business. We have people who've made more out of Constant Student than they've even paid yeah right because if they got the first customers from the community it's also feedback right there's a group of people who have a vested interest in helping each other they know they're like-minded and they share values so it's easier to get a genuine raw feedback from Mm. them right that is gold for me as a writer that is pure gold i don't need many people to give a piece of writing attention and feedback to refine it to something that's quality because that's what we did with 18 and lost so the feedback level is is gold, and then it's obviously networks. So we attract. We've already attracted some people looking for when they're hiring. We've already attracted people who come to me or Liam, asking if we have anyone that could fill a certain role. Mm. So that cre- that creates a magnet for um, people who are working on things to like you know come come to us, which creates opportunity, which keeps compounding opportunity. Communities are one of the big, it wasn't as big when Naval was doing the How to Get Rich series, but communities are a very powerful form of very positive leverage, which is why it's one movement I'm very excited to, to support and, and be part of. And uh, yes, so very, it's just, it's a, it's a powerful time. You are living in an age of infinite leverage. So don't narrow your view to conventional things. Do find, love, love the conventional thing you're in but then look how the world of leverage might connect to those existing interests as a, as a soft transition into more of this very exciting stuff without getting too overwhelmed. So, yeah, keen to talk a bit more about judgment tomorrow and why Naval says investors don't read investing books.